0: everyone and welcome to science buffs the ultimate podcast for stem enthusiasts thank you all so much for joining my name is abby and i'm sam and we are going to get into a fun topic today that i will teach sam about but first we like to talk about life updates now i'm not sure a ton has happened with either of us since last week's recording but sam let us in on what happened this last week what's new with Um. you
1: Nothing's really new with me. I did homework. So that's important. My class is almost done. So what class are you in now? I'm in business statistics and I would like to do a mini pod episode on the outcome of my statistic project because my project is um, statistically analyzing the percentage of women um, in STEM by state. So I'm like analyzing if there's factors that play into the percentage of women in STEM in each state. So interesting. I figured. That do you would do be
0: other fun. countries at all?
1: I haven't done other countries. They the requirements for the project was you had to have fifty minimum data points, and I was like, there's fifty states. <laughs> I,
0: I bet a lot of people are doing states.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know my other friend is doing states, but I would That's like funny. to do other countries for sure because
0: I've heard um, some interesting statistics on like the countries that i don't know well we can talk about that during our mini episode
1: yeah exactly <laughs> about, so you know, in two weeks in. my project will be considered complete and i'll do like a little out brief of it okay i'm excited for that yes what's That'll new with you good well we were talking about
0: life updates before we started recording and there's not a ton that happened with me other than i got like a little bit sick over the weekend but we're on the mend No one else got sick. It was mild, but I have fully transitioned to making all of my own bread products. Like, I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast where I have made my own like buns and stuff and breads and things, but I am now like a hundred percent. I haven't bought anything at the store bread wise for like three weeks. That's impressive. Which is a dream come true.
1: (laughs) Is it cheaper to make your own bread?
0: Yeah, it's way, it's way cheaper. Well, so for things like pasta, because I've made all my own pasta, it's like you save $2, you know, but you save yeah. a lot of ingredients. Like, you know, the ingredients, it's literally just egg, flour and water. Right. Um, but I made naan the other week and I needed six pieces of naan and the naan that I usually get at the store is like 3 19 for a pack of two and I needed six pieces of bread. So I saved myself like nine bucks. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good.
1: And like flour's
0: cheap. So that's good. I've been,
1: I've been making my own hummus. Oh, how's yeah. that? It's so easy. Really? And like, you know, hummus, like a, a Sabra hummus or something. Yeah. It's like six or seven dollars for a tiny thin container so you just buy a can of chickpeas you throw it in the blender you add some garlic and salt and it tastes and like really it good. tastes so good and it
0: makes a ton okay I really want to do that my dad just made some and he said it was amazing I didn't it's get so to try easy. any and nice he bought um like not even the canned ones like or did you do soak them first
1: I just bought the canned chickpeas but, but yeah because yeah, he bought like, just
0: the bagged ones and he's like that's you even just cheaper, soak I'm it sure. overnight and then you just do it and that sounds nice
1: that's interesting i'll, that. I'll that's report interesting.
0: back i'll try that this week
1: <laughs> yeah try it i want to know how how you like it look
0: at it we're both homesteaders
1: <laughs> Now i'm just broke <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's great like so i did the math and this isn't it doesn't seem like that much but i'm trying to do this for like as many foods as i can where i saved like probably i think it was like 18 dollars or something by making my own breads and I still That's have something. some left over, so I'm like freezing it for like next week. And I feel like that adds up like 18 bucks a week. So it really does. I mean, it's a little bit time consuming, but a lot of them, it's not actually that much like uh labor. You know, you're doing something and then waiting a couple hours, doing something, waiting a couple hours. So it's not like you're, you know, it'll take like four hours to make, but you're doing like five minutes of work in actuality. Yeah.
1: If you save $18 a week and you eat bread every week. It's $936 a year. See,
0: that's some good savings right that's there. That's pretty good. Yeah. So this is a finance podcast now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, we both listen to a lot of finance
0: podcasts. So. Oh, yeah. If if anyone has not listened to Smart Money Happy Hour, it's our both of our new obsessions. It's like part of the Dave Ramsey network. And it's great. They drink a cocktail. They talk about finances. And it's like two of my favorite personalities. They're so and funny. I love them. So Anyway, we have a little debate for you all as the audience that Sam can recap because we got a yeah. little heated.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we're going to put this in the poll. So today, Abby asked me, do you want a podcast tonight? And I said, yes. With an no, I was like, yeah,
0: you good to podcast at eight because we had and previously said, decided this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Previously decided. I said, yeah. So with an upside down smiley face. I was trying to be all cute, yay, I'm excited, upside down smiley face, can't wait. Abby responded back and was like, wait, we don't have to podcast like if, if you don't want to. And I, <laughs> I was like, like what do, do you think or that?"
0: something? Then
1: it's okay. <laughs> so apparently Abby thinks that the upside down smiley face means that you're irritated oh. or it's like, uh, or annoyed.
0: Oh, you cut out for a second. But- Hold on, say that one that sentence one more time.
1: I said, apparently, Abby thinks that the upside-down smiley face means, like, you're irritated or annoyed um, or unhappy, which is funny because (laughs) I initially did really disagree with you on that one, but I think back on how I have used it in a sassy manner.
0: Yeah, and one of your friends described it best when she said, I think it means, like, you're dead inside, or, like, the (laughs) perfect use of it would be, like... Let's say you didn't want to record. Let's say we just were sick and like we did not want to record at all. And I'm like, ugh, do you want to just do you want to podcast tonight? And you'd be like, sure. Upside down smiley face like, God, kill me, but I have to do this. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so we're gonna I did a poll on my personal Instagram page and I got lots of opinions. I was shocked. <laughs> this is a very controversial emoji. I've done polls before on my Instagram and I get like no responses. <laughs> this one got like 40 responses. <laughs> yeah. And so Abby won, it was probably like one third to two thirds, and Abby yeah. wins that it's taken sassy, like as a sassy manner. But I will say that I think the older I was millennials just gonna say this. think that it's just oh cute and flirty. Oh, I was it gonna say the opposite. It be like the younger people think it's sassy.
0: Oh, really? I was gonna sassy. say the opposite. My theory was that older millennials our generation used it originally to mean dead inside. Then <laughs> the younger Gen Zers took it and like reclaimed it and went to dating apps to use it flirty and it's like permeated through dating apps.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting theory. I'd have to do my statistical analysis. We'll have to do a
0: statistical analysis, yes, because yes. I don't know. We're like, what's your age when you reply to this poll? Also, reply with your age and where you learned this.
1: <laughs> That's my whole project.
0: Yeah, that'd but be yeah, great. it's a very points. controversial.
1: Yeah, it's a very controversial emoji. Who knew? Yeah, anyway,
0: we'll leave a poll. So leave in. Uh, what what <laughs> l- weigh in. <laughs> what what <laughs> for a second um anyway weigh in and I will be glad to see you when I win
1: <laughs> yeah you're already winning you won this poll
0: I'm glad we'll see the results could change according to our demographic so that's true anyway are you ready to get into our topic I'm ready I'm excited all right let's do it. Here are your three clues i'm curious to see when you get this okay oh, no. today we are covering clue number one today we are covering an international tourist attraction pompeii no interesting guess though <laughs> that was the first one that came to my mind okay um okay any more guesses it's kind no. of big okay it's in italy
1: oh oh the coliseum no oh dang i was thinking <laughs> hillary duff you know lizzie mcguire you know,
0: yeah you know i ran these by jason and he guessed that for the second clue as well so
1: the coliseum so would be a good engineering one to do
0: it would um okay third clue there was a major structural slash architectural flaw
1: the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm Today excited. Today we are going over the Leaning
0: Tower of Pisa. Mostly That's so because cool. I really want to go to Italy.
1: <laughs> Have you been? I've been to Italy, but I haven't been to... I've been to Venice and Bari, Italy. Okay, two. okay. Right. Yeah. That so, would be so cool to go see.
0: Yeah, I really want to see it, especially after this, because it's quite interesting. There's been like multiple attempts, which we'll go over, to make it better. And they were poorly planned, and it's made it worse until now it is stabilized. But let's go over the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So, some will be history, some will be the um, actual engineering architecture stuff. So excited. So excited. So, here we go. Okay. So, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is a medieval structure in Pisa, Italy. Obviously, it's famous for, do you know why, first of all, it's leaning?
1: No, I've never known, and I've never asked, but I should have.
0: <laughs> okay, so it is leaning because the foundation settled as they were building it, so they didn't, like, uh, it was built in, like, the 1100s, so presumably they didn't have the knowledge to try to fix the foundation, or they put it in the wrong spot, basically they put it in pre soft soil, so this the foundation settled, and it caused it to lean 5.5 degrees, which from the top... Is like 15 feet it's really not that tall
1: so it's crazy um,
0: it's leaning 15 feet or it was from perpendicular in the late 20th century so you know once they had this and they actually realized and we'll go over this but they realized that it was still not only leaning but continuing to fall So it was unstable for a long time. And so there was extensive work that was done to straighten the tower and its lean was ultimately reduced to less than four degrees. But it's kind of like, what I didn't realize was I thought it was completely stable right now, but it's actually kind of always continuously moving and changing. So we will go over that. It's super interesting, but we'll talk about the construction. So the bell tower, um the construction on the bell tower began in 1173 as the third and final structure yes is that what it is
1: it's a bell tower
0: yes it is i don't even think i ever knew that so let's talk about i I should back up so why was it built the tower of pisa is the church's bell tower so the city of pisa was at the beginning of a simple but important italian seaport this says um So as the city grew, they had to put religious buildings in. And so this was built as part of like an extension of the city and therefore religious buildings. So it says the fame and power grew gradually over the years as the people of Pisa were involved in various military conflicts and trade agreements. The Pisans attacked the city of Palermo on the island of Sicily in 1063. That attack was a success. And then the conquerors returned to Pisa with all this treasure, And then they wanted to like show off the city and show how important the city was. And so they decided to build this great cathedral, like a cathedral complex, which is called the field of miracles. And the plan included a cathedral, a baptistry and a bell tower. So that bell tower is the tower of Pisa.
1: What? Okay. And also included a cemetery.
0: Yes. So that's why it was built. Um, But then, let's see, okay, so construction began in 1173, and it was designed to stand 180 feet, sorry, 185 feet high. It was constructed of white marble, so definitely heavy. Three of its eight stories were completed when the settling of the building's foundations made it obvious that it was leaning. Wow. So it was only supposed to be eight stories, and it only is eight stories, but they notice like they're done with the third story. And they're like, "Is that leaning a little bit.
1: <laughs> so
0: at that time, this is also really interesting. So it was like falling basically. Um, at that time, a war broke out between different Italian city-states and construction was halted for, it says almost a century. It's so like for almost 100 years it just didn't do anything and it was sitting at three stories high well that is the only reason that it didn't actually fall and crumble completely because that century allowed it to like while it wasn't very tall to allow the soil to shift a little bit and compact a little bit more so that when they did complete the tower it didn't shift as much as it would have wow so it was very close to collapsing just like in the 1100s um if there was no war to pause the construction so a man named giovanni di simone or de simone <laughs> the engineer in charge when construction resumed sought to compensate for the lean by <laughs> making the new stories slightly taller on the short side <laughs> so this isn't like what? necessarily maybe the best um solution this is kind of seen as attempt number one there's going to be other ones to actually try to fix it once it's completed but once they realized that it was leaning they're like well we have five more stories to build let's just you know it's leaning this way let's just make this shorter side a little bit taller that's (laughs) so it said that the extra masonry actually caused the structure to sink further so that was counterproductive because you're just putting more weight on the sinking side Right. Which, it's not great. <laughs> so, not the best architect, I would say. Um, it says the project was plagued with interruptions as engineers sought solutions to the leaning problem, but the tower was ultimately topped out in the 14th century. So, there were twin spiral staircases that line the tower's interior. There's just short of 300 steps leading from the ground to the bell chamber. Okay. So, it says that over the next four centuries, so from like the thirteen hundreds to the fifteen hundreds. Wow, that was not good. <laughs> it said four centuries. From the thirteen hundreds to the seventeen hundreds. Oh, you're frozen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, oh, the nice. tower's seven bells were installed. the largest weighed more than thirty six hundred kilograms, so like eight, thousand pounds. So not only were was it leaning and they were doing it like with marble and then putting more weight on the long side, then they're like, let's put all the bells in there as it's leaning, and that's like eight thousand more pounds. <laughs> so the bells had to be then silenced because it was believed that the movement of the bells could probably worsen the tower's lean. Oh, my goodness. So it's not going great for any part of this construction at this (laughs) time. (laughs) So, okay. So we'll talk about this article goes like very just surface level into the fixing things. But I want to pull up something else later. So we're just going to skip that. But let's talk about who actually built it. Who's responsible for... (laughs) for all of this okay so um let's see the first name so the first name that comes up with the history of the tower is donna berta de bernardo so that was a local widow who donated 60 silver coins to the opera copanilis i'm not gonna say this petrarum sanctumary <laughs> okay so that money financed the purchase or part of the purchase of this sp- stones that were used for the foundation of the tower that was in 1172 so there was like a philanthropist who wanted to ha- see this tower built and uh they bought the the stones so the owner it says it says as the freestanding bell tower of the nearby cathedral the leaning tower was commissioned by the catholic church which financed and rightfully owned all of the buildings in the square of miracles
1: so square of the... Mi-
0: <laughs> yes the square of Love Miracles. It. So the works in the square started in 1064 with the construction of the cathedral. So like I was saying, when they went and, you know, won their their battle and they came back, that's when the construction started on the whole Square of Miracles. But it took a while to start construction on the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Got it. Um. So let's see. It says it started in 1064 with the construction of the Cathedral under the guidance and wish of the Bishop Guido. He died in 1076 about one century before the beginning of the construction works for the tower. So it's actually not known who commissioned the tower, but um, they think it was already planned during the rest of the start of the construction of the Square of Miracles.
1: Wow, but it's like slow moving.
0: It's like a well yeah. years.
1: I would imagine because you said it's made out of marble yes right? i'd imagine that was probably really hard to source at the time and also was super expensive i could only imagine
0: yeah it was definitely slow but it's like you know you come back from this battle and you're like yeah pizza is amazing like let's show up and then it takes like 400 years to complete the square of miracles <laughs> it's like i think the excitement might have died by then but you're like yeah all right it's like look at that <laughs> one like war battles 350 years ago this is for that yeah.
1: <laughs> this is for you great this great grandpa
0: <laughs> yeah so that's pretty crazy but that's the architect, so to think about. i know the original architect is unknown technically there there are no original documents left there's no signature on the building we don't know who the architect is there's three names that stand out as like possibilities that would have been around at the time there are names, I'm really not good at pronouncing Italian names, but Diotesalviu was a famous architect at, in Pisa at the time. Um, he was building the baptistry in the Square of Miracles, so it's like kind of reasonable that he would plan this. Yeah. Um, Bonanno Pisano was a famous sculptor <laughs> in Pisa. <laughs> That's spelled a B-O. Bonano. Oh. <Bonanno? laughs> That sounds like B O N A N N O.
1: Oh my god!
0: So he, he was a famous sculptor. He left several art pieces in the Square of Miracles, and then Gerardo.
1: Oh no! No. Oh. And then no, Gerardo no. di
0: Gerardo is <laughs> another artist in Pisa. So it's one of them. That we can blame for this okay so it was five years into construction when the tower began to lean and then it was stopped for a hundred years as we mentioned.
1: So <laughs> that's kind of like me. I feel like when I start a project and it just immediately doesn't go my way, I'm like, I'll get back to it and then I leave everything just out in there. And then maybe I'll come back to it once. It reminds me I
0: just bought a paint by numbers and it's been sitting like in its box like I'm ready to go <laughs> on my counter for like three weeks one day I'll get back to that
1: (laughs) and then I also like how it seems like when they got back to it instead of being like maybe we should figure out what's going on and like start over they're just like "Eh, we'll just finish it how it is and kind of just like why don't we just like make one side bigger i mean it kind of sounds like how i fix things like at home with duct tape and oh yeah yeah
0: no this this sounds like something we do (laughs) sounds like our senior project (laughs) yeah um okay so the builders at giovanni di simone was the engineer in charge of resuming the construction of the tower in 1272 so it says he received many critiques for not straightening the tower at the time so he brought the construction from three tiers to seven tiers and it says, at the time, given the tools and technology available, this was a great success. It said, keep in mind that nobody else has ever built a leaning tower without the use of steel.
1: <laughs> Wait, I just had a thought. Yes. Does this kind of feel like reverse Jenga? Yeah, <laughs> like keep building it higher. And crooked. <laughs> and crooked, yeah. Until- till it falls.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um in 1284 works were stopped again they resumed around 1350 by Tommaso Pisano and the tower was declared completed in 1372 so
1: do even you think when Banano, they were like- <laughs> do you think banana and Tommaso?
0: <laughs> yeah they were probably probably friends <laughs> but like even when they were then like okay we're back on we're going to finish the tower it took 22 years what to from from the third start to the final finish.
1: And it doesn't say why?
0: I think it's just because it's marble and they didn't have steel and it's, like, really just hard to get these materials up.
1: Nobody wanted to be the last to go to have the leaning power tower. No.
0: No. So um then it says you know this like gives them a lot of credit i know we're like kind of laughing at them <laughs> but giovanni di simone and tommaso Pisano had the skills focus, bravery to complete an undertaking that many thought to be foolish they successfully finished the monument without making it topple and the quality of their work was so good that the tower survived gravity with no assistance for over 600 years which is technically true but they were saying that like i think it was still falling at the time <laughs> so um Okay, let's talk about some rescue attempts or like some correction attempts that they did because those are really interesting. So before the last like successful attempt to stabilize the tower, which was completed in 2001, before that there were what? two other-
1: 2001?
0: 2001, there was a major intervention that stabilized it for a long time. Wow. It's now open to tourists again. So it's good, but before that, and we'll talk about that one too. But before that, there were two other projects to try to fix it. So the first to reopen uh, the works was Alessandro. Well, okay, wait, I missed some stuff. So it says in recent times, I went through three major renovations. Oh yeah, never mind. Let me. I'll cut that out. Um, okay. So the first to reopen the works was Alessandro della. Uh, That was in 1838. So he was an established architect and he thought that Pisa would have benefited from exposing the base of the tower. I don't exactly know why he thought this, but he thought that the problem was that the base was not exposed. So at the time, the base was buried mostly underground and a lot of it, there was like this intricate artwork, but it wasn't visible. So he gave the order to dig out the base of the ground. And uh, I mean... It seems obvious to me. I guess maybe I wouldn't have known th- this at the time, but like he dug it out, and it increased the inclination, like because there's less,
1: yeah, keeping it
0: stable. I guess he maybe thought it would go the other way or something.
1: Oh, I kind of like oh, like digging it out on one side, but one that one side's still heavier. Yeah, no, he just like I, from what
0: I understand, he just undid like all, everything around the base. So I don't know in what thought process was like yes this will correct it but it increased the inclination so the second this is interesting because i actually don't know a lot about mussolini which i want to learn about but the second attempt was like a direct order from mussolini which you know what mussolini's first name was
1: uh i feel like i knew it at one point but i don't remember Benito. Benito, i think i maybe tell
0: mussolini i had no idea so in 1934 um he ordered for the refurbishment effort so it says in his opinion the tower was an embarrassment for italy and its unfortunate inclination had to be corrected to restore the intended vertical position um so he just ordered to straighten it and so people tried like There was he's not an architect there's like no way that he knew he's just like that's embarrassing (laughs) fix it and people are like okay so it says that 361 holes were drilled into the foundations and 90 cubic meters of concrete were poured into the holes so this one makes more sense to me where i think like it could possibly work but it said that the result was an overwhelming increase in the inclination of the monument He gave up and it said Mussolini gave up trying to be an architect and brought Italy to war a few years later. Wow. (laughs) So that did not work. So Italians, it says, then learn from that and increase the bureaucratic complexity of managing these monuments. And they said today that it takes like a dictator cannot just say like, fix that monument. You have to have at least 13 people (laughs) to sign off as part of this commission to do anything like that
1: like a historic board or historic society yeah
0: it's like a um yeah something to preserve the monuments so it takes the (laughs) approval of the italian government and the church so it's a lot harder now than just a crazy dictator to be like do something drill some holes um so that was that okay so in the end in 1990 to 2001 so this was like a 10-year refurbishment restoration
1: project
0: and so in the year 1350 their lean was reported to be 1.4 degrees it grew over time until it reached uh over five degrees in 1993 so that's when things were like okay it's still falling like it was it kept increasing over time so They realize that the soil is leaning because or the tower is leaning because the soil underneath the foundation is not strong enough to carry the weight so what they did was interesting it was like what you were mentioning basically digging out the foundation on one side on the taller side so cables were first attached around the third story they were tensioned to stabilize the tower during drilling so this would be like really nerve-wracking So they're like having these huge cables connected to try to stabilize the tower so that nothing happens and it doesn't increase its lean any further. Yeah. So the tower is tilting to the South. They had weights like counterweights basically on the North side. A drill was inserted at a shallow angle on the North side to extract small volumes of soil on the North side of the tower, like all around the North side. And then they kind of just like let it settle for a long time and the cavity that they had dug out filled under the pressure of the tower and it slowly reversed its tilt wow so it's just like kind of as a waiting game there's no like just hoisting it back they just dug and just kind of waited for it to settle back under the weight and it started correcting itself so that was very interesting and then what I thought was crazy was I found this article from news.artnet.com that talked about like how they basically release a report every year um, or every decade, maybe like at a certain cadence that kind of tracks the tilt of the tower. So it says results from the Leaning Tower of Peace's annual check. Oh, it is by year. Annual checkup are in as of November 30th. This was written in 2022 um after a stabilization project began in 1990 it reduced it okay so the tower has straightened itself out by an additional 1.6 inches since 2001 wow it oscillates 0.02 inches over the course of each year though the latest results show that it's actually continuing to straighten
1: interesting so i have a question and this is coming from my business side, I think, like, my, my business thinking, but yeah. do you think that they wouldn't want to correct it 100% of the way because they loose lose yeah, towards- a tourist
0: attraction? Probably.
1: I would yeah. think that, too.
0: Because would you want to say- go see the P-
1: the Tower of Pizza? Would you still want to go if it wasn't leaning anymore?
0: No. Well, I guess maybe the only thing would be, like, this used to be leaning. Now it's self-corrected. <laughs> but, like, But no. you can't get that
1: picture where it looks like you're pushing it up?
0: I know. That'd be great. Just like, oh.
1: <laughs> so, is this is a side note have you seen the video of the guy that runs over and high fives everyone that's doing that picture
0: <laughs> no that's funny though that because everyone's like that. just
1: standing there with their hand up
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so, so i'm like
1: would they want to correct it all the way that was my main thinking um
0: no but i think it's kind of out of their hands now because of the like they dug it it's still continuing to settle so it says that the first actual self correction was recorded in 2018 and it says that some italian officials are taking that optimism even further claiming the tower could stand all the way straight on its own one day
1: yeah what year if it's moving an inch per year
0: it's gonna be like yeah five thousand or something yeah
1: (laughs) i mean so i don't think that wouldn't be an inch per year i guess that's less than an inch per year
0: this was like two inches per decade <laughs> so um it's slow going and I doubt it'll well here's the thing I doubt that it'll perfectly be straight because they would have had to dig it perfectly like it's going to lean yeah. some way so I I don't have much hope that it'll stand perfectly straight but that would be crazy
1: it's the it's it's associated with a cathedral right yes Is it's the a bell cathedral, tower for a cathedral so well, of marble and I wonder why it didn't have <laughs> leaning problems too or like yeah i think
0: it was just because it's taller you Um, know like the cathedral has like such a wide base i would assume well it might be leaning but like i think it's less obvious
1: (laughs) maybe all of our buildings are slightly crooked and we just don't notice maybe
0: well i did want to talk about because we are both recent like home builders slash moving into new homes and this is a very common problem especially it sounds like in colorado um is foundation settling like this. So there were a bunch of tests and like soil, you know, tests where they send off to a lab to tell, test the compression like rate or whatever of the soil. Um, so in places like Colorado, where it's arid, the soil can compress and expand with the drought and then wet. So I wanted to talk a little bit about just like home foundation settlings and how that works, because it's kind of interesting that it's like, still we're still having the same problem this many years later it's been
1: I got I got a crack in my foundation about one month or sorry one year after my yeah
0: yeah that is wild and it's apparently because you know the settlement is caused by the soil beneath your home moving and shifting with the different conditions and the different you know amount of moisture It says as the house settles, it can cause many foundation issues, like you mentioned, like big foundation cracks, water intrusion, jammed windows, like you can't close doors or uh, basement wall cracks, things like that. So there's a bunch of warning signs. They're pretty obvious, like big cracks in your house (laughs) is like a sign that your foundation is settling. Um, But a big thing that they say is a really big help in this is one is like the soil compression so that's a big part of home building is like they go around and compress all the soil as much as they can because then it you know reduces all the porous uh space between each of the particles and things so when it gets wet there's less motion for the uh, the water to get through or the moisture to get through so that's one thing um and then building drainage away from your house is super important so you're not just your foundation's not sitting on just wet soil as much as right. possible but i just thought it was interesting that like i heard all these things when we were building the house and then i was like oh the leaning tower of pisa 900 years ago had the exact same problem and they should have compressed still having soil
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yes so that's just a little part on that but That is pretty much all for this week's episode. And
1: that was a great episode. I loved it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Leave a result or leave your opinion in the poll and we will talk to you next week. So bye
1: everyone. Bye everyone.